really gifts us with the most incredible experiences. Hi, I'm Beth Bacall, and we are going to spend time with Shelly Giglio. Shelly Giglio is an amazing woman. She's the chief strategist and the director of label operations and artist management for Six Step Records. She and her husband, Louis Giglio, began the Passion Conferences back in 1997. And just this new year, 2020, they rang it in with the Passion Conference filling the Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta, Georgia, which is where they began Passion City Church back in 2009. Now they've got two locations in Atlanta and another in Washington, D.C., Shelly leads the Grove at Passion City Church. It's a monthly gathering for the women of Atlanta and the reason she came to co-host and podcast at The Fish. It's not often that you get to spend time with one of your heroes. Uh, You're being, that's very kind. You are. Thank you. You're one of my heroes. Your teachings. Thank you. Your stories, your Instagram, your church. I'm going to cry. The Grove. Thank you. Shelly Giglio. We get to be a part of a lot of beautiful things, don't we? Even just the list, hearing you talk about it feels pretty special. I wake up every morning. I go straight to my Jesus Calling app on my cell phone. And the first thing I see in the morning is scripture. And that's because of you. It has changed my life. And if it helps anyone else, it's just bonus, right? Explain where that came from. Um, well, a while back I was just struggling kind of with a daily routine and I found myself uh, being really busy and feeling like even though I wanted to prioritize scripture that it ended up being last and not first. And so I needed a reset and I think we all get there, you know, where it's like, wow, what am I going to do to to upside down this situation? (laughs) And, um, at the time we had been talking about soaps at church, just the opportunity to read scripture, to see an observation, to make an application from the observation, and then to have a prayer. And I thought, wow, that's a really simple thing. I need to institute that in my life. So I was traveling with, uh, I take girls with me everywhere I go. If I get to go speak somewhere, I always travel with a group of people. That's a good idea for a lot of reasons. One, it's nice to have people with you that are observing how the kingdom of God is built um, so that Mm. they too can build it. And um, so that's always good for me to to be in the midst of people while that's happening. But secondly, it's just a good idea for leaders to have people with them. So I love taking people with me. So I was with three other girls. We were riding in a car. There was an Uber driver driving us. He had no idea what he was getting into. But I had a chance to just say to him, uh, to them in front of him, hey, you know what we should be doing? We should be reading scripture together because that's the thing that's going to transform our lives the most. And I love that we're friends. I love that we have conversations. I love that we're in big ministry opportunities, but we know the transformation comes through the word. And so we started doing that every day, sharing a soap. We would just text each other back and forth, our observations and applications and prayers. And um, that one thing changed my life because it gave me the daily routine I was looking for. And it put me in accountability with people. Mm. And honestly, I needed the accountability to show up, not just to read a certain thing, but to show up for God in Mm. that way. And, um, So it kind of changed my life. I hope it helps somebody else. Yeah. Well, thank you for inspiring me because it is the best habit and the best way to start the day. I love that, Beth. And thank you for making so much noise in Atlanta, Georgia on New Year's Eve at the Mercedes-Benz Arena. Hey, that was pretty fun, was it not? I looked back, you know, I, they don't give me access to all the pictures cause it's just not that great of an idea for me to have them. But, um, but I was looking back at some photographs that absolutely blew my mind. We, I think had the only fireworks show on New Year's Eve in downtown Atlanta. So if you can just imagine passion actually getting to light up the whole city. And I think it's so powerful that what we do is not just for people inside our buildings, but also for the whole city. And um, it was a it was an honor to get to do that. It was the Passion Conference at the Mercedes Benz Arena, and this is a, not a new thing for you, but 
the gift of having it at the Mercedes-Benz Arena was a new thing. Yeah. Headlines across the world about how Passion City Church was so instrumental in God allowing 65,000 college students yeah, to bring beautiful. in the New Year worshiping Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an unusual thing, um, A, for it to be 18 to 25-year-olds. I think the news that we watch every day talks about how religion is dying. Mm. Spirituality is dead. The church is dead. And we see it in all the headlines, and we hear people talking about the diminishing numbers of people. And then you walk into an arena of 18 to 25-year-olds with 65,000 of them gathered, basically to lift up one name, and that's the name of Jesus, and to make one name famous, and that's his name, not their names, not what they'll do in life and the successes that they'll have, but actually the name of Jesus and his glory. And gosh, to get to stand in that room is one of the greatest privileges in life. I'll never, ever take it for granted. This was our 23rd year. Um, of being at a passion conference, Louie and I together. And it's just been um, life-changing, not just for the people who've attended millions of them over these years, but for us as leaders to be able to be in a space where God is transforming lives is one of the most humbling things we'll ever get to be a part of. It's incredible. It's incredible to be on the receiving end of that as well. That's beautiful. And you mentioned how you don't go anywhere without your girls. And you brought Miss Carol with you today. I did. uh, Really what you would say is the brainchild behind The Grove, which is... She is a brilliant piece of our team of The Grove. She has such extraordinary gifts as far as creativity. And I think a lot of what we're known for, in fact, I was just talking earlier to your receptionist here and she was just saying she can't wait if she misses a grove to till Tuesday so that she can see the recap of the beauty and how much the beauty communicates to her. And so we wanted to set up a situation with women where we could appreciate the things that we're grafted and made to enjoy. And I love that God's a piece of that. He created all beauty He says of himself that every good thing came from him. So we're not recreating anything that's apart from him. We're just trying to reflect him well Mm. in what we create. And um, Kara is a huge, huge part of that process. And it's amazing to watch our team step into their places to use their gifting for something bigger than themselves. I mean, Kara could work anywhere doing anything, but she's choosing to lay her gift down at the feet of Jesus and it humbles me, and it's a it's a great thing to be a part of. And it's such a beautiful event. Will you please explain it for someone who doesn't know what the Grove is? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm the most untypical women's ministry leader probably ever in the history of the world. If you had told me 10 years ago, hey, you know what you're going to be doing in life? You're going to be leading some women's ministry. I would have said, absolutely not. It's not what I feel called to do. I definitely don't think it's a good fit with my personality. And God said, no, it's exactly what you're called to do. Mm. And I've actually created you for it a long time ago. And so we basically invite the women of our city to come to our house. Um, We call Passion City Church a house, not just a church. Um, It's not just a place to gather. It's actually a home to belong to. And lots of people in the city belong here. But we also have the invitation of inviting the whole city to it. And the Grove is one of those opportunities for people who may or may not go to church anywhere, who may or may not come to church on a Sunday. It's interesting how women will show up on a Monday. And so it's the power of the invitation. It's people inviting people from work, people from school, and just saying, hey, will you come with me to this? And uh, we have the opportunity when we get there to worship Jesus, to talk about the word, to talk about hopefully subjects that matter, not just things that are like expected, but sometimes the things that are a little bit deeper than what you would expect to happen in a church. And I love it. It's an opportunity for us to have real conversations about real things 
in ways that truth can definitely affect our thinking and our belief about. And and we love it. We love inviting the city to that. So it's for women. It's on Monday nights, which is the worst night of the week to do anything in the city. Everyone complains about traffic in Atlanta, but we all know that God is present. And if you want to meet with God, it's a good place to be. And there's so many amazing extensions of the Grove, how you bless women in prison, how you share every single type of woman's story here in Atlanta and your Grove clothing swap. Yeah, I love what we get to do, not just for the people at the Grove, but through the Grove. Mm -hmm. And that's what's cool about the kingdom of God. It's rarely just to us. It's always to us and then through us. And we believe that strongly at the Grove. We call it shade. It's a way that our lives can grow up deeply rooted in the person of Jesus and in his word, but then our limbs can grow long and we can actually become shade for other people. And, you know, Atlanta is not a place that probably is known for shade. We have a lot of trees, but it's actually a pretty dry, lonely place when you get underneath it all. And if your life has grown in such a way that you really have been affected by God and his word and your limbs are long, then people are going to flock to you. Because they're looking for that respite in life. They're looking for a break from the intense life that they're in. And we can provide that. And so we get to do a thing called Freedom Grove, which happens in a prison uh, south of the city. And um, it's an opportunity for us to take what God's doing in us and to actually let that shine through us in a place that probably wouldn't have anything like it otherwise. And we love it. I think we've been seven times this past year. We've created the same beautiful environment that we create at the Grove here in Atlanta. And uh, we just take the word of God and the power of worship to those women. And it's not just changing them, it's changing us. It is one of the most powerful things I've ever been at. And um, I'm really humbled to get to be a part of it. And that's such a special piece of the Grove. You don't know what's going to happen Who's going to show up? (laughs) I think it's probably the most frustrating piece for a lot of people. But yeah, we never announce who's coming. We never talk about um, who's going to be there. In fact, some of our extended team doesn't even really know. The central people know the people that are important that are praying for God to arrive through these people and are praying for the people that are going to be communicating or leading worship. They know. But some of the extended team doesn't. And the element of surprise in our life is so powerful. Rarely are we surprised anymore by anything. Really, we know everything. You know, when you're on social media or when you're looking at news apps all day long, you're, you're pretty much in the nose. If it happens, you instantly know it. And I just think it's awesome to be in an environment where you have no idea. And it also says to people that God is enough. And it doesn't actually matter who's communicating God. What matters is that God is there. And if God is not enough for you, then maybe whoever's speaking won't be enough. But if you actually know that what you're looking for is God and the power of his word, then you're going to be good either way, no matter who's there How it's presented or what's talked about, it's going to be powerful. A few groves ago, you had Lisa Turkhurst and her husband. Yeah, I loved them. I sat there, and if you don't know the story about Lisa Turkhurst and her husband, there was an infidelity. Yes. I saw them, and I thought, wow, I'm really uncomfortable. I sat there for a second. I said, wow, I am so uncomfortable. Yeah. I turned to the person to my right. I said, does this make you uncomfortable? And she said, I want to hear this. Because that's a part of my story. And my girlfriend to the left of me said the exact same thing. Yeah. And then I said the same thing to the person to the left of me. And I said, does this make you uncomfortable? Wow. Yeah. And they're like, actually, it's a part of my story. Right. Yeah, it's common. You know, unfortunately, we are human and we are broken and we do dumb things. And when I think about the history of uh, mankind and the kinds of turmoil that we've created for ourselves, 
Um, it's a wonder that God wants to have stuff to do with us. <laughs> but the truth is, is that he does. And so for us not to talk about that stuff or to sweep it under a rug somewhere or to say the church shouldn't be present in those moments makes no sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it's just an opportunity for us to say out loud, A, God is a redemptive God. Their story is mm-hmm. so powerful mm-hmm. and it's still being redeemed. It's not all the way there. None of us are all the way there. But actually, it's a work in progress, and God is redeeming Art and Lisa's story. And it's so powerful that somebody that's teaching the Bible, that's leading the world, that's writing the world, some of the most powerful books I've ever read were written by Lisa Turkhurst. She has a way of communicating that is so powerful. And yet she found herself in the same predicament as a lot of other people in life. And so we're not different. The stage sometimes makes us think we are. It also makes people think we are. Because if you're three feet up on that stage, you must be different than me. Hmm. The reality is that we're all the same. We're all broken people who need a savior. Hmm. And sometimes just reminding us of the power of the redemption of God is the most beautiful and powerful thing that we can see. And that night will go down in history at the Grove. It will be one of those nights that will be remembered for a long, long time. Amen. Thank you for doing such brave work. You're welcome. Thank you for saying that. So... How do we find out how to get to the Grove if there's a new person who's never been to the Grove? Let's invite friends to the Grove. Yeah, I would love that. Um, Passion City Church is our website, passioncitychurch.com. And you can find out every single thing that we have available, both resource-wise, message-wise, events, anything that we're doing. And the Grove's a part of that. So you can visit passioncitychurch.com backslash the Grove, and you can find everything you need to know about the Grove. As well, um, we have an Instagram that we're kind of talk about. We use Instagram a lot. I use it personally. I like it. I'm a visual person. I think it's beautiful to see pictures and just be reminded of people's lives and to pray for people and Mm. extend love to people and support to people that you might not see otherwise. And so I love Instagram. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram, which is kind of our favorite just because of the visuals and you can see it, you can feel it. You can actually encourage people that maybe you don't see every day. So we love Instagram. Our Instagram for the Grove is at PCC underscore the Grove at PCC underscore the Grove. So come find us. Thanks, Shelly. One I'm more not. thing. One more thing. Can you please open up what's in that Well, bag? I'm kind of nervous. Is there like a dog in what's in here? You're going to love know. it. Oh, so sweet. It's Hawaiian punch, guys. <laughs> and you know why? Because when I was dating my husband, Louie, and he lived 88.6 miles away from me um, in another town, he used to drive down, buy a Hawaiian punch, call my dorm and say, meet me out in the courtyard and I would walk outside and he'd have Hawaiian punch for us. So this is the most special gift. Thank you. The best, Beth. You're the best. I am inspired by the best. Shelly Giglio, thank you so much for spending some time. Thank you. Oh God.